Get ready, folks. What is happening? It's our first episode of Retcon Wranglers. I don't. I, <laughs> I was not prepared for that. Yeehaw! Oh, sweet lord. Okay, um, let me get into character. <clears throat> All righty, partners, I'm ready. <laughs> I knew you'd join in on the fun, Alicia. All right, Justin. Well, welcome to the XY Podcast. My name's Alicia. And I'm Justin. Okay, so what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) So you remember in the preview episode where I was like, I thought of these new episode types. Yeah. And you're like, what kinds? I was like, I'm I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you because I want to try out this sweet cowboy accent at the beginning of an episode to see how you react. You know what a retcon is, right? Yes. It's... It's basically, wait, ooh, do I really know? <laughs> I've heard it's the word. like when they fixed something, retroactive continuity, is that, that is, what it that is? That is what it stands for. Boom! And I, I lightly on the fixed, it's more that they added or changed or expanded. You know, it's like yeah. something new has been written to make you think about the past events in a different way. New information has been unearthed or... Uh, shifted narratively so it is a retcon that moira is now a mutant okay right so it's a retroactive continuity so throughout all of this time she has been a mutant and technically throughout all this time charles has known ever since that first day right so that's a retcon that's a big that's a big that's a big retcon right that's Uh, a big one yes okay the one that we're going to do today retcon wranglers isn't that a cool title right i mean it is something babe (laughs) (laughs) it's alliteration (laughs) it's cool you're cool i love you let's do it great so today we are going to be looking at all new x-men number one all new x-men number one this is not where i was initially intending to go for our second episode of this season but it does actually randomly have two really good connection points so the X-Men box set that we opened at the end of episode one of this season. Yes. Oh, yeah. My very first unboxing. That was the all-new X-Men box set. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what does that mean? I think I might have said it, but maybe we didn't... No, I don't remember. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Uh, I do not have this issue physically. No physical copy. Technologically viewed only. So we're rocking the Marvel Unlimited style. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Yeah, we get that. Oh, right. All new X-Men was, now that I'm seeing the cover, Mm -hmm. it was the original X-Men team in the future going back in time to their selves or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So get ready for some time travel. I freaking hate time travel. (laughs) But look at this. Look at this cover, right? You, You see that exact image from the action figure box set. Yep. Then on the left, the, the kind of the back of the issue, what would be, uh, is the extinction team. Extinction team. Yeah. So that is Cyclops at this time. And we're going to find out a little bit more about that. Cyclops at this time is rocking out with Magneto and Emma Frost. Yeah. So uh, a, lot, a lot of stuff has changed. Ooh, Cyclops. What have you got in store for me, friend? Question mark? Potentially rebellious dictator of uh, revolution? Ooh. Okay, okay. Ready? Page turn noise. Wait, how an- do I turn pages on Marvel Unlimited? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
So, learning, people, we're learning. So this is set on panel view, which will zoom in to the various panels. Swipe, okay. The Jean Grey School for Higher Learning. Yeah, so there is a whole lot different about this. And and really, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to throw this in because it just shows the vastness of the X-Men's universe, their narrative world, and how many things have changed over the, what, 60 years? You tell me. Yeah, uh, 57 years. Boop, boop, beep, boop. I can From, see your brain doing math. 1963, yeah. Uh, okay. So we're at the Jean Grey School for Higher Learning. This is where the educational side of the X-Men is. And I say that because there is a split between the X-Men at this time. Oh. Wolverine is the headmaster of this institution. No, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. What? What? Are the children all afraid of him? Is he even ever there? He's there. Beast is his vice principal or is, uh, is you know, is, is I mean, I guess guy. if you're going to think of like, okay, the vice principal or the second is the one who's going to do most of the work and, and Wolverine's just going to sit in his office and smoke cigars and drink whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at this point, Kitty Pride is also a headmistress okay. of the school. All right. So we open with Beast and he is not in good shape. He is just is, is in pain on the ground. He's very upset. So he's mutating. He, he's, his brain is seizing. Something's happening to his mutation and he's fighting it. It looks like he's been doing this for a while. Uh, he's got some kind of medication that he injects into himself and does a little Zendo action and gets a call from Storm. Oh, hey, Storm. Yeah. You're going to want to see this, which we then would hope, hey, maybe in the next page we see. We don't see. I don't know how to do technology. Give me the paper copy. Why don't you have every single comic ever made? Money, space, interest. All right. Okay. And we're in Australia, so completely separate what? from what else we were talking about at the Jean Grey School of Higher Learning. Oh, so they were like, you're going to want to see this. Psych. Psych. Uh, cliffhangers are not a new thing from House of X Powers 10. They are mm -hmm. just a narrative device that we love. We get to see a handful of characters that we've never seen before. So Eva and her friend trying to talk to this guy. Eva Bell. Hey, I know that name. You do know that name. So this is the first appearance of Eva Bell. Eva Bell. Who will become Tempest of the Five. The Five. And so she's talking to this guy and her brother comes out of nowhere and starts beating the crap out of him. And then there's this huge but fight. He's such a small dude. He's such a small dude, and his brother's just roiding out about the fact that this guy is talking to his sister. Very overprotective. Yeah. But that last panel, the stop, and the blue all around, and you flip to the next page, and just the cool images, and you can... Whoa, whoa, whoa. The cool images. Is that a... Did you, did you do that on purpose? No. Like cool like as in cool? they're no. cool but cool as in cool tones and it's blue and it's icy I looking. didn't but now I'm going to retroactively say that that was my retconned. intention retconned my, my language retconned yourself I wrangled my retcons okay so what's happening so she's we don't we don't actually know I know she's used her mutant power for the first time so at this moment of great distress she has screamed stop and frozen literally everything within a I think they say 20 mile radius or Maybe two miles. Because or two she's the one who radius. can manipulate Manip reality Ma or manipulate time? time. Time. Okay. 
So she's frozen them in time, not frozen them in ice, right. which is misleading with the blue. The blue, yeah. So it's the fact that everyone is now stuck in time. And in comes... The in, team. In comes the extinction team. So I'll yes, tell you... Yes, Emma Frost. Yeah, right? Look at her. She's so fly. And she's See? got, she's she's got still, more clothes on. She's yeah. got more clothes on. She's still got that like sexy, powerful vibe. I like it. And then, of course, Magneto. Magneto just looking like Magneto awesome everywhere he goes. Uh, so there was a divide between Cyclops and Wolverine. Okay. There Big was surprise. a schism, as you might say. A schism. Because that's the name of the story. It splits the mutant community into a new division. Cyclops wanted mutants to take their place as the next step, saving mutants from human oppression as their powers manifest. There was a lot of, you know, there was the no more mutants that we've heard reference yep. to. Then there was a period of no mutants at all. And then now mutants have started to appear. Mutant genes are activating. There are new mutants registered. Yeah, but let me ask you something. Why sure. is Cyclops lead? Like, he looks like he's leading this team. He he's walking in. All of a sudden, Cyclops is the one in charge of this idea of mutants taking their place as the all-powerful beings when that's Magneto's thing the whole time. Right. This is not making me like Cyclops anymore. Well, I see where you're going with that. But in the same way that in House of X and Powers of Ten... Charles is at the lead because he has tempered Magneto's rage of how to go about this. And I'd say that there's a little less tempering in terms of what Cyclops is doing, that he's more kind of, hey, I'm I'm the leader that you know that I am. You, we've worked together and against each other all these years. I've got this plan. I've got this thing. And they've actually been working together for a little while now. I don't know. I just, okay. Apparently I... I don't know all of the backstory. Not apparently. I don't know all of the backstory. That's true. But just seeing off the bat or, you know, thinking Cyclops is going to be in charge of Magneto, Magneto is blech. Right, right. Well, and disagree so, strongly. I'll fill in that bubble. Strongly so this, disagree. This happened in 2012. Okay. So there's been a lot of narrative years for relationships to evolve and change. And uh, I mean... I won't even tell you. Well, no, I will tell you. Magneto was at one point the headmaster of Xavier School. Well, see, that doesn't bother me as much because he's still in charge. Okay. You know, it's more the idea that Cyclops is, if okay, think well, of it also, like Cyclops is flipping to Magneto's side and then Magneto's like, yeah, now you can be the one to run things. Like what? Well, it's not, it's not that he flipped to Magneto's side. It's that he created this subculture within the X-Men's ranks. And then split from the whole idea of what the X-Men stood for. And this was something that Magneto got behind as a bigger idea and a way to approach it. But throughout these comics that then lead into this era, he check, like they check each other. And they, they push each other more so than Xavier and Magneto do in House of Powers. Where he's like, Magneto's very upfront. I will not falter. I will check mm -hmm. you in every impasse. They, they do that, but a little bit less as respected equals more like, you know, I'm here. I'm here because this is the best thing that's happening right now for mutants. Not because. Not because of you. Not because you're in charge of me. Okay. I, I do what I do because I'm like, you know. Yes. Okay. Well, that I. Mm, I'll let it go. Moving on. But there's also, I mean, this is an issue one. The idea of an issue one is that could, this could be a jumping on point, but. You're reacting to the, hold up, this doesn't make any sense yeah, for how just, I know these characters. Yeah, and it just also deepens my distaste for Cyclops and his 
mm. I'm the one in charge situation. Well, I think you're reading a little bit into that and, and answering what you're, you're reading into the fact that he's in front of the group and he's, he's leading the team and you're unaware of just the relationship and power balance between the two of them. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a bias yes. looking at it. Right. Whatever. Cyclops. <laughs> Let's anyway, carry on. <laughs> so they're explaining Eva Bell's power to her, a, a temporal sphere. So she didn't know she was a mutant? This is the first time she's ever oh, activated man. her powers. And that's normally what happens when a, a mutant power, situation. a stressful situation, something intense is happening and they just react and it happens around them. So is she a teenager in this or is I, she older? I'm not sure. I, she looks a little bit older than a teenager. You know, and they, they look like they're going into a club of yeah. some kind. Um, well, I guess it doesn't have to happen. When you're like 13. Right. Okay. So. So they're, they're explaining like, hey, to her. girl, you're a mutant. Hey. And also there are police and federal guards on the other side of this time bubble. And. So they're inside her time bubble? They have now entered her time bubble. How can they do that? Because of Emma? Uh, they don't actually explain how they can do that. But Cyclops does say we have a few tricks of our own. Mm. So Emma. it's either. I'm going to say it's Emma. I would say it's either Emma or Magic who is also on the team. Oh, Pop Pop Magic. Oh, I like this team. Minus Cyclops. Well, he's leading the team. <laughs> we'll go away. <laughs> As he's normally doing. And so they, they're having this conversation just about her powers, about what's happening. She's freaking out. And all of a sudden, the, the time bubble disappears. Disappears? In terms that it, so it fades it, away. So it unfreezes. Unfreezes, right. So now... All these so now that kid's getting the crap kicked out of him crap again. kicked out of him again, <laughs> and all these guards are appearing, and they are coming at her because they're like, "You did this," and this is kind of speaking to how humans are reacting to mutants at this point. So they've never mm -hmm. liked mutants, but this outright like, if I see a mutant in public doing anything that can identify them as a mutant, I have rights to do whatever I want, Ugh. or so it looks like. That these, you know, they're drawing guns on this person who they don't know anything about the situation. They're right. And okay. So first of all, I have so many questions. Where the heck were these guards? Were they just chilling on the street? And they second of all. They could not enter into the time bubble. Right. Yes. But they had to have, were they not affected by the time bubble? The time bubble has a radius. Okay. So, but they had to be within a distance of the time bubble to see what's happening. We don't know how long they have been in the time bubble. They could have been called by someone that is outside of the time bubble okay. and then surrounded it. All right. And I guess to your point of saying that, you know, they just see any mutant activity and they're like, we have to do something high, about high this. Alert on but if you really like if you were really on the sidelines watching this happen and you saw one guy come out start pounding on another guy and then the girl yells stop and everything freezes and then you're like yo she's up to something bad no she wasn't she was just trying to save that dude anyway so these guards are coming they're coming they're coming and then there's a crunch yeah and it looks like something's happening to their guns their guns next page epic yeah <laughs> magneto so this just just everything happening in the shot is amazing cyclops oh look at Emma's in her diamond form. Yep. Ready to brawl. This is a great image. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This, this is poster status. Yeah. I'm not saying anything because I'm just lost in it. I'm staring at it. I love the way the bullets are bouncing off of Emma. Right. Diamonds is bulletproof. I don't know if that's true. Is that true? I don't know. Get your Why right. would 
Yeah, we're not going <laughs> to test it on my ring. First of all, we don't have any bullets. Second of all, no thank you. So we see a shot of them watching this go down. So we're back at the Jean Grey School of Higher Learning, watching the actions of Cyclops' recruitment with Emma and Magneto. Bobby is here. We got Kitty Pride, And Bobby's just... His point about how far this is from their original goal as students, that Hank should be seeing this, that this is just the the bottom of where what could happen to what Cyclops is doing, what what he could be now using his name as a X-Man, as a hero to almost do this paramilitary type extraction wherever they want. Mm-hmm. But also acknowledging, you know, I understand that Bobby's mad about what Cyclops is doing, but also are you mad about what the cops are doing? Because they just tried to attack right. this innocent potential teenager right. in Right, and Australia. if you think about it, like Cyclops, I'm defending him. The team, yep. I'm not defending him. I'm defending his team. I'm sure. not on board with him yet. Yet. Um, they showed up to help this girl. Mm-hmm. This girl who froze time and didn't know she did it. They weren't there to cause any trouble. They were just there to be like, all right, come be with us. We are going to take care of you. And then the humans attacked and they're just defense. They're using self-defense or a defensive mechanism because it's not, they're not defending themselves. They're defending her. But I guess what's the difference with the X-Men have just like bolted out of there in some way instead of fighting, fighting the cops. Yeah, probably. Or found some way to, you know, maybe create a barrier or I just feel like storm is just not having it. But I also feel like, you know, going back to the shot, I don't know that they're doing anything lethal to these police officers, right? right? They're crunching their guns. Cyclops' blast is going through the the guns themselves. I mean, Magneto is throwing cars in the air. That's true, but he's Magneto. Yeah, that's what he does. All the way down. Yeah, Storm is Storm is pissed. She just like "Mm, these people. Yeah, and and she is the one that says Hank should really see this. Where is he? But then we go to another location, Ann Arbor, Michigan Police Station. Oh, a new location. I'm having powers of 10 flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, Christopher, this character, this young man, is getting interrogated. We get a a further example of just, just how bad mutant human relations are. This public displays of power, any power really, results in armed police and arrest. So this... This friend of his seems to have hit her head and died, but then he touched her and she was all right. So he saved her and now he's in trouble. And now he's in trouble for a public display of his mutant abilities. What the heck is that nonsense? Yep. Yeah. These are the reasons why I'm always team Magneto. Right. I like what Xavier's, you know, previous dream was i like that idea of peace and harmony but you know it's just not the humans are just terrible they're so terrible right which is so true about real humans i mean there are good ones but some of them are just so mean it's whoever's in power not wanting to lose the power it's just ridiculous okay don't get me started on that (laughs) let's just talk about comics on the next page we see cyclops and magic saving christopher muse uh, this last image of Cyclops in the in the the TV screen, his message to the world: If you are a mutant, you are part of an elite species that deserves every freedom. Don't worry, my brother and sister of the atom. We are the X Men, and we stand together. And does this like X cross with his arms? Which... I have a question that might be sure. foolish. Sure. 
so this was 2012 mm-hmm. and we just got in 2019 house of x powers of 10 mm-hmm. so is this in the retcon world this happened this happened this, so this, this is in the house of x this is year 10 uh, or is this a previous life i don't know if i can answer all that i would i would place this in year one range this is everything that happened before house of x but year one and year 10 are the same life of moira correct but it's not nine years of time Right. No, I know that. But I'm just saying so what it's I, in that it's in the whatever the current life thread of Moira is. Yep. So And so editorial at Marvel says that the 616, the Marvel Universe that we've been reading this whole time always has always been life 10 of Moira's. That everything and that is that is why House of X and Powers 10 is a huge retcon, right? So how to view and how to these actions you know a lot of these things to say a ha- uh, most of these things happened in previous lives of moira that these are the actions that to get to a certain result to create inaction or or to not to cause something new to happen she brought xavier and then they brought magneto in on it and so they're just kind of going through these motions so magneto- so in this in this storyline eventually cyclops goes back to being yes okay on Xavier's team, essentially, until they come together. Uh, I mean, he dies at some point. And there's, Jeez Louise, time travel. Okay, forget it. There's a whole blah, bunch blah, blah. of stuff. Yeah, like there's, there's, it's not a straight line. You're trying to make it a straight line, and it's not a straight line. Got and it. That that's something to try to grasp, and and I think that this is a good example of how complex some of the the timelines and the narrative of X Men storytelling can become. Okay. All right, so magic in Cyclops. Get this dude. Cyclops does his little X on his chest. Mm-hmm. And then the X-Men are here. We're back at the school. Uh, they don't want to fight. You know, the Bobby's saying that we need to shut them down. And Storm says, no, that we don't want a mutant versus mutant fight. That that is just going to start something worse for our people. That at the end of the day, all the humans are going to come at us specifically. Like, right. And don't you think that Storm knows to some capacity that what they're doing right now is not, it's not offensive, it's defensive. Like breaking a guy out of prison because he was arrested for saving someone just because it was using his mutant powers isn't a reason to start fighting people. And so I think a lot of how I I hear that and I would also think that if this was an isolated incident. And so I think what the X-Men are reacting to is this as a way of acting for so they're just saying like they're being too reckless in how they're handling these situations and we need to tell them to mm -hmm. tone it down yeah too revolutionary in terms of starting this mutant up revolution right yeah well i didn't want to use it again so (laughs) but i used it for you there you go and just this last panel on this page damn him storm Storm. so they're like we don't want to go where we want to go and Storm's like, we're not going to go, but they're getting in a plane. So are they going? Yeah, I don't know what they're actually doing in the hangar. They're not actually talking about going anywhere at that time. It looks like they're just. This is just where we have our secret yeah, meeting. This is where we brainstorm about what our course of action is while walking to the jet. Because if we're going anywhere, we need a jet. We don't have magic. Uh-oh. 
But Beast is not okay. Yeah, Beast is not okay. He almost collapses again, but he has this realization. Bobby, I don't think I've ever said these words to you before in my entire life, but you're right. And the thing that he said before, yeah. The Scott we grew up with would hate this. He would slap the holy crap out of the Scott we have now, and he wouldn't stop slapping him, right? He would slap the holy crap. And so Beast walks off, you know, nobody really understands what that means or what's going on. And now we cut to a a new location. Oh. Some might say a new time. Oh. We are back in... I'd argue maybe like 1963, 1964. And Scott is at Xavier's desk writing a letter to Jean. How old is Scott? What do you mean? He looks like an adult man. I mean, they all look like adult men. This was this was a thing. Well, oh, yeah. We talked about how they don't look <laughs> they like teenagers all look like 50 year old at men. All. At, all. at all. Hello, Rhode Island accent. There it is. And so Beast comes in. <laughs> Hank McCoy, Henry McCoy comes in with Bobby behind him and they're freaking out a mob, an honest to goodness mob, an angry mob of humans that almost got their paws on us. Right. And so this is where human mutant relations are now in 1963, 1964 timeframe, which not great, but not where they're at, where. Right. It's more angry mobs of people than government organizations. Right. So it has not escalated to that, but interesting contrast to see where it goes. So they're, they're having this conversation. He's trying to calm Henry down. And on the next page, you know, he, he just wants to get out. But what about your training? What about your research? What about all the things that you're working on? The human race was fine before we came along and they'll be fine without us. Don't, you know, where will you go? What will you do? Don't worry about, whoa, um, can we help you? Because. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold yeah, hold up. Yeah, There's two beasts yeah. in the story. Sure, sure, yeah. There's two cyclopses too. Yeah, but like that's non-blue beast talking to human wrapping it out with his friends over here and then all of a sudden blue beast appears yep so i apologize for the abrupt entrance and i apologize henry for interrupting your passionate debate but i need to speak with you and i remember this being a very good time and place for this type of conversation scott tries to introduce himself I, i know who you are oh please shut up you are one of my oldest and dearest friends what's going on here who are you and beast recognizing he's me I am. You know, this is the next step of evolution of Hank McCoy, of my mutation. I've come to you from your future and my present, and I have come here to ask for your help. I just days of future past. No. I know, I'm just... But that's coming up. Ooh. All right. So they're going to call the professor, because what would you do, this hairy blue man saying that he's you from the future? Yes, of course I would call the I'd professor. I'd call the professor, and he's like, no, don't do that. He would erase our minds and he would send me back and all of this would be for nothing. And Henry says for you slash us to break the protocols of the space time continuum. Yes. Things are not going well for us. So he's, he's just like, it's that serious. That's why I had to. Right. Which, you know, and they're like, what's going on? Like, what is it? It's you, Scott. I need you to come to my present (laughs) and I need you to talk to yourself. I need you to stop yourself from committing mutant genocide. Mutant genocide. The idea that he's pushing the agenda of the humans, that he's pushing the reaction by his and by proxy, his team's reaction to I mean, it's it's the cart before the horse or you know, yeah, which I mean, came I'm just first. making a face because I feel, you know, now where we're at in the world, we know that doesn't matter what the mutants do. Right. The humans are going to be pushing for a genocide anyway. Yeah. 
What is this to be continued? That's it? That's all the story of this I get? Issue one. That's all you get. This is garbage. What do you mean? Well, how does this story end? It doesn't. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean it doesn't end? It, it keeps this- on going. It, goes, it does a new issue. It goes to issue two. Or three and four. And then there's like a crossover and a bunch of others. And that's- All right. So the seminal moment. Is this a seminal moment? No, 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 no This no, is no. just retcon. This is retcon Wranglers. <laughs> retcon. This is just- <laughs> Was this episode a mistake? Was I, I don't know I just what's confused happening. I, I what else is new? So okay, so what what um what was I supposed to learn from this? What that, was I supposed to take away? Sure, that <laughs> the timeline of X Men is complex and retcons rewrite and change the perspective of things, and also evolution of character and alliances. So when this came out, mm-hmm. what was it retconning. Is that the proper way to use that? Sure, yeah. I mean, well, so it was changing the fact that the original five X-Men were now most likely creating an alternate timeline or creating some kind of impacts on their future. The fact that they were no longer in the past. They were The original five mutants weren't there, but now they're here. And spoiler alert, they stay in the present for a decent amount of time. So they so what's what's about to happen right now when Future Beast mm-hmm. goes is he's going to bring the original 5 back to his back to his future mm-hmm. and then they're going to help shape what happens next. Yep, they're going to try and influence what Scott and Wolverine are doing on either side while also not destroying space time continuum. It's so weird that Wolverine and I mean not that Wolverine and Scott are on opposite sides but that they are on these opposite sides. Right. That Wolverine is on the Charles Xavier school side which is now the Jean Grey school side mm-hmm. and that Cyclops is on the Magneto side. I mean I know that Wolverine hates Magneto. Yep. But I would have just assumed if one of those two was going to be the one to go cross over to the dark side. It would be Wolverine, not Cyclops. And here's the thing. I like this. I like this retcon wranglers. That's great. But also I hate that I don't get to know the rest of the story. I'm interested in this team like Magneto and Emma Frost and magic. I'm dying to learn more about magic. And I feel like, what the heck? Like a little bit like this is... This is the, oh, here you go, Alicia. Here's a little carrot, but you can't have the rest of the cake. It's carrot cake. <laughs> what accent was that? I don't That know. was like retcon wranglers with old English. I am who I Southern am. Southern Belle. I just you let it out. You can't have the rest of this cake. You can't have the rest of this cake. Well, so two reasons. One, how this introduces the complexity of the time. Yes. The fact that you're interested in the story is great. You know, I, we get a trade we of it. Do we another can, episode. We could do another episode at some time. Yeah, we could. You could just read the comic. That's cool too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. The other reason I wanted to go through this issue is because the two characters, Eva Bell and Christopher Muse, that were introduced in this issue, mm-hmm. Tempest and Triage. Triage. That's he, his mutant name was not given to him at that point, but that's his mutant name. I was just repeating it to see if it like clicked in my brain as anything i've heard before but no they're they're pretty obscure except for now with the five they are the two main characters of the book liberty and justice for all Ooh, which will be our next episode and we'll talk to the author and i'm gonna read that book or some of that book before we do the interview i've read the book justin's read the book 
it's not like we're about to interview an author with no knowledge. Well, and then I I also told her, I was like, hey, uh, I've read the book. Alicia hasn't. That's kind of our thing. <laughs> that's kind of our thing. So whatever else. And, and so you will, in that book, there is some, it's further along. I think that takes place around issue oh yeah you said the book is like a deeper dive into a moment within so it takes continuity in between issues and expands it in a novel i'm excited okay my overall thoughts are this was a grand old time eventually i'm going to want to know more about this storyline but i'll put it in my brain pocket for another day cool so you enjoyed it though you enjoyed the issue yes i did art's cool yeah I, i like the idea i Especially as the, so what I tried to do was I took seminal moments as the arc and tried to input a handful of stories that connect or relate to those bigger ideas, but also give you a sampling of the full continuity of the X-Men. Full is loosely defined because there's a lot more that we won't get into at, at this point. At this point. All right. Well, we did it. So... Until next time, old friend. Charles! Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. <laughs>